When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is the U105 phone-in. Good morning, Frank Mitchell. Until the middle of the day, Lisa Smith. Sounds like a very innocent name, doesn't it? Lots of Lisa Smiths around the country. But the one we are talking about today used to be in the Irish Army and then she was in the Irish Air Corps. She worked on the government jet. Indeed, uh, she was right there alongside the, the ministers when they would be flying. Indeed, possibly alongside, I think she was alongside the president in the past as well. Then she converted to Islam and... I, so, so so far, not a problem. Not a problem with anything that I've said regarding Lisa Smith. But she was drawn to ISIS and she married an ISIS fighter. And the ISIS, ISIS fighter? Is that the right term? ISIS terrorist. And he's since been killed. Now, she has a little daughter and the little innocent children have always to be considered in these, these arguments. The same with uh, Shamina Begum's uh, child. But... How much consideration should we be giving to Lisa Smith? She's from Dundalk. Should Lisa Smith be coming back to to this patch of ground that we share and debate about and argue over and fight and kill each other about? Should she be allowed back to Ireland? That's one of the big questions. And the Irish government seem to be compared to the British government, incredibly soft on this. Uh, Maliki O'Doherty's on this line. Maliki, good morning. Good morning, Frank. It's an interesting one, isn't it? It's a really interesting one because on this programme, I think I may have spoken to you, I spoke to other people, I, I can't find it in, in, anywhere within my heart to have any sympathy for Shamina Begum. I do for her child, if her child has survived. I, I do totally for the children. The children have nothing, nothing to do with this. But those who go online, who decide to go out and support people who behead and kill and explode and just destroy those people who make that decision and then when it goes wrong for them say all right you know had given it a go I'm now coming back I can't I can't understand why the Irish government is almost saying ah sure bring her home she's Irish we always bring the Irish the Irish home <laughs> bring the child home absolutely absolutely but but Lisa Smith what's your thinking on it I'm a bit more sympathetic than you. I mean, certainly with Shamima Begum, I mean, she was only 15 when she was lured into the thing. Uh, I mean, she's still only, what, 19 or 20. Um, I, I just kind of think that we should be a wee bit more indulgent of people who make grotesque mistakes in their lives, including people who are in prison, including people who have been convicted of, of horrific crimes. We've actually done a lot of that in this society. I mean, we have people who that we're meeting from time to time or every day, even living among us, 
who were members of paramilitary organizations uh, who killed people or certainly endorsed the killing of people uh, who blew buildings up and so on. And I mean, we have them as councillors, we have them as MLAs, uh, you know, uh, we, journal, we journalists have them as contacts and, and even as friends. So I'm not entirely sure that having had a, you know, having done something for a time in your life uh, determines how you should be treated entirely for the rest of your life. However, on that, oh no, but this is this is important because because you, you give a great description there of terrorists who've lived among us here in, in Northern Ireland. And you or me or indeed any other member of society could approach those people today because we have an understanding of where they stand. We we have an understanding of where they are at this present moment in time and we don't feel threatened by them. Now there will be there will well, be include, there will be some people include, but just let me finish this is important. Okay. There, there will be some people who will say of course I still feel threatened by them and I, I accept if you feel threatened yeah. by people who are involved in terrorism here in Northern Ireland you're well entitled to feel that, feel that threat. But ISIS there there is there is without doubt a non-going threat from people who were just a, a few months ago, prepared to behead innocent civilians, prepared yeah. to put a bomb in a in a nightclub and blow up the the or in a in a in a, in a pop concert and blow up all the kids. That is, like that's that that's right now. That that's that's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lisa Smith could be defined essentially, I suppose, as uh, an enemy combatant. You know, I mean, <laughs> she. She's saying that she wasn't, but I mean, people will they'll tell whatever story will they think will work to their best advantage to get them home. I think the Irish government has to, I think the Irish government is, is, is right. I think uh, Sajid Javid was wrong uh, to strip a British citizen of her, of her citizenship, even if she was a criminal, even if she was an enemy of the state, because he had the, not only do you have a responsibility for your, the citizen in the sense of a protective responsibility towards the citizen. You also have a responsibility to the rest of the world, in some measure, for the conduct of the citizen, right? So, I mean, Lisa Smith, we don't know. She, By some accounts, she sounds like she was just incredibly naive and got swept up in something. But by another possibility, she is a completely evil, manipulative terrorist, you know, who, who, uh, who supported a husband who went out and killed people or whatever. We don't know. But... If we bring her back, then we can, or if the Irish government brings her back, then they can interrogate her, they can assess her, they can assess her, even whether she's a fit mother to her child. I mean, social services in Ireland may indeed take the child into care away from her if they determine that she's not a fit mother. All of that is possible uh, if, you, if you bring her home. If you strip her of a passport and leave her essentially as, uh, as an alien out there with no, no state... Uh, uh, status at all, no no citizenship. Then refugee camps will look after her, and what will we do? We'll give money to the Red Cross and to charities to look after her on a refugee camp, or she may indeed uh, make connect up with uh, her friends again and and become a danger in other ways. You know, there are several advantages to bringing her back and having a good look at her and and assessing what the state of her mind is and assessing what state of her, what threat she is, and if she has been. Uh, a threat to this state 
or to the Irish state rather, then then the, the, and and has committed any crime against the state, then she should be put in trial and, and dealt with in that way. Yeah. But just to discard people, just to leave them, uh, you know, out there in circumstances where they are actually more likely to become a danger again anyway, and to divest yourself of any responsibility. If you start by divesting yourself of responsibility to one category of criminal, then do you start just extending that to others? Do you just say, oh, there's uh, so-and-so, uh, you know, who... Um, who who committed murder uh, will take his passport away, dump him in the desert somewhere, and let him look after himself. You know that's that's the ultimate logic of it. The point about being but, but is it really is it is it really is it really because she, she chose to go there the other criminals don't choose to go to go to go to these places yeah but, but just just let me be clear clear on this because maybe you could guide me on it my understanding is she can't be left stateless it's against international law to right. to, to do that so if she's only irish they're going to have to make some move and maybe that's what maybe that's part of the the motivation behind it shamina begum was part Partly Bangladeshi, and that was that, well, that's that, contested as well. Yeah, but that 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 give yeah. that give Britain an option on yeah. on basically stroking her off the passport uh, uh, book and, and and ensuring that she's British British no more. We also and this is the bit I'm open to guidance on. Shamina Begum obviously went through a lot of sadness in her life. She, by her account and the account of some other people in the vicinity, she lost three children as a very young woman. That is heartbreaking. That is absolutely heartbreaking. Now, there was a third. The third child uh, died while she was trying to get back to Britain. That's yeah. That, that, that's that's what we're told. Now, I'm open to your guidance on it, Maliki. Did we actually ever have proof that she had any children? Well, no, I don't, obviously not. Obviously, I mean, she was living with, uh, was she in Raqqa? But, I mean, she was in uh, one of the ISIS, uh, uh, within the ISIS territory. We don't have any proof of anything, uh, you know, other than what she says about herself and what others around her say. And, and uh, no, but, I mean, uh, so, uh, so we don't, you know, I mean, for all we know, She's been living in a fancy hotel in Damascus, <laughs> and she's for some reason she just thought it might be fun to go into a refugee camp. You know that seems a little unlikely to me. It seems more likely that she was indeed uh, within the ISIS community, that she was married to ISIS fighters. I think two ISIS fighters, uh, both both or at least one of them was killed, and and. And it fits the pattern that we know, apparently, that ISIS was keen to get women over there and get them married to their fighters and to get them breeding as fast as they could. That does seem to have been part of the strategy of that organization. So that all fits with that. And, uh, but, but do we know? No, we don't know anything. We don't know anything. The only people I know, uh, as I understand it, who've had access to... to well, I don't know, Shamina, I think since she spoke to the Sky reporter, then others have gone in and spoken to her, and, and, and they got the detail about the child dying and so on. But, I mean, if we don't know anything, then Sajid Javid doesn't know it either, you know? I mean, to make a judgment, you know, that this person is, is a danger, that she uh, um, is a threat to the state, uh, and, and just strike her off, strike off her citizenship without ha- conducting some kind of investigation of getting some kind of diplomatic endeavor to approach her and, and talk to her and assess her. And then you talk about in, in these terms about, 
she chose to do this, she chose to do that. As if at any time in your life, even at 15, you make clear-cut decisions which determine everything that follows. As if every choice you make in life is binding for all time. As if every choice you make is based on uh, a firm moral sensibility, clear intelligence, and and can never be revoked. Hey, but, but we Malachi, all know life isn't like that at all. Yeah, but Malachi, you know, at 15, you might decide to smoke behind the school, or you might decide to pinch some chocolate out of the supermarket. Or join the provisional IRA or the UVF. Yes, or, or join the provisional IRA or the UVF. But there's a there's a there's a, there's a category of there's a there there's a, a strata. What's the word I'm looking for? Where the one thing is isn't that bad, the next thing is much more serious, and something else is is really incredibly un, unacceptable. And well, these the these these, these, these the women these women are right at the the cutting end with the terrorism. They're not they're not stealing chocolate out of a out of a out of a shop out of a shop. And that makes them no different from a lot of people that, that we know and work among in Belfast and in Derry. You know, it does. I mean, that, that is the reality. You and I, I'm not going to start firing names. Well, Jerry Kelly, for instance, Jerry Kelly, an MLA, has spoken very frankly about shooting a prison warder in the head. Right? He did that. He shot a prison warder in the head. We interview him on the radio. We, uh, uh, you know, we, we talk to him about... Uh, his responsibilities as a minister or the, or the intentions of his party, you know. And we don't say, I'm having nothing to do with you because you shot a prison warder in the head, you know. And we just say, you know, we just uh, have decided that, that that was political motivation and he's moved on and we don't expect him to shoot any more prison warders in the head. Well, right? I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not convinced that everyone believes it's political motivation, but they... they the, uh, the, indeed, Yes, yeah, but indeed. The, 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 the point is that the vast majority of people in this country accept that he's not likely to shoot another prison officer in the head. That, that, that's what makes me feel that if I was living next door to Jerry Kelly or any other person who was involved in terrorism in the past, that I wouldn't feel under threat. I would feel under threat living next door to Shamina Begum yeah, or indeed yeah. to, to Lisa Smith. And perhaps the best people to assess whether you genuinely are under threat are the authorities, the state authorities, the police, the intelligence services, uh, the diplomatic services, the people who get her here, get her back to Ireland and interrogate her and contain her until she's fully understood, you know? I mean, and the reality is, you know, there's a, there was a conviction yesterday, and, I mean, uh, the Caleb, somebody or other, the guy uh, who stabbed the Syrian man in Great Victoria Street, uh, and was convicted yesterday. And he's told, you know, we're told that this man has lifelong mental health impairment, uh, that he's a real danger, uh, that he in the past showed real signs of uh, being dangerous by, by uh, apparently attempting to strangle a teacher, right? And, and, and we're told he can't be freed for nine years. So in nine years' time, this guy, you know, uh, could be living among us. There are people already living among us who have been released from prison, uh, not just from uh, politically motivated um, uh, violent activity, but from, uh, but from ordinary, ordinary non-political crime. There are dangerous people among us uh, in, in quite big numbers, probably, you know, and, and, and we don't say that we should just get rid of them. Uh, we should just take all their passports off and, and, and send, them, uh, send them out to, 
uh, to the desert and let them look after themselves. And, and we can't do that. We have a responsibility to them. And we, you and I as citizens as well, have a responsibility to put up with a certain amount of risk from dangerous people and hope that the state can protect us. And that is our contract with the state. You know, uh, the state isn't going to come and tell me that uh, in my street there's a man living who has just finished a prison sentence for murder or rape or whatever. Um, I just have to... The deal is I'm a citizen. I keep my head down, behave myself, hope others do, and then the rest is the job of the state to sort that out. So in terms of uh, Lisa Smith, yes, Lisa Smith is suspect. Yes, Lisa Smith has to be arrested and detained. Yes, Lisa Smith has to be interrogated uh, thoroughly to assess what uh, degree of risk she is to herself or to others. And, and her fitness as a mother, because if she's going to be an Irish citizen, then she's going to be monitored by social services who will decide whether she's fit to keep that child and whether that child would be better uh, raised in state care or fostered out. All of that has to be done. But, I mean, to think that you just throw her away, just discard her, just have nothing more to do with her, and uh, uh, is also to say that you're not going to accept the responsibility of safeguarding the world from her. Okay, Maliki, uh, very clear. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, your opinions on what Maliki's been saying to me are, of course, very welcome here on the U105 phone in. I should emphasize that we said it at the beginning, we said again the little innocent child needs to be protected at all costs. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.